Hello, Hello there. there. Welcome back to yet another episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy. Wow, um, it feels weird because Jacob and I are recording this without a guest this week. Um, we are taking a one-week break from having a guest before. Um, I think we are announcing this by the time the episode comes out. I guess this is going to be the first confirmation on an episode. We're going to have um, Nessa, who's a writer from Project Stardust, join us uh, for the next episode. And we're super excited to have him on. Uh, we're uh, like uh, we've been in contact with them, and they're very excited to be on, and we're excited to have them on um, for some pretty cool Clone Wars episodes. In the meantime, we thought we'd do another special episode. Um, this time, it's something that we've been putting off for a while. I mean, uh, sorry, more accurately, I've been putting off for a while uh, because I, I feel bad for Jacob because he wanted this episode done quite a while ago, and I I kept being like, oh, we have to schedule this guest thing here. Shoot, we got to move it. Um, but we're finally doing it. We're finally doing it. Uh, Jacob, had he won, I don't know if, I think we said this in the trivia episode, had he won the trivia thing, he would have done this episode we're doing right now. We would have done this probably a bit sooner. Um. Yes. But I'm, I'm, I'm still very excited to do this. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, welcome to Star Wars in the Galaxy, watching all the Star Wars we can get our hands on. I'm Eli. I'm Jacob. Before we get into this episode, um, I'll be discussing Mando probably around in like a couple seconds. Jacob hasn't watched it. I'm going to be recording it after. Um, but it's not going to be much because I didn't like really vibe with this episode. Uh, but uh, hey guys, this is just Eli here. Uh, Jacob hasn't seen Chapter 12 of the Siege yet. So I'm here to talk about it. Overall, I actually think I have a more negative opinion on this episode than most people I've seen on the internet. I wasn't a huge fan. Um, I thought it was okay. Um... I hated seeing Carano in there because of her transphobic views, um, but she didn't have a great, she didn't have a big part, so, um, you know, um, I thought the episode on a whole was kind of like, yeah, okay, we've kind of seen this episode before, and I know Mando has a penchant for not being original, for taking a lot of ideas we've seen in other places, but this f feels like changed five or six details we could have seen it in season one, uh, and yeah uh you know the last 10 minutes of the episode were really interesting i love that we confirmed that basically um Gideon wants baby yoda's blood because of the midichlorians in it that was a really great reveal the way that was done um uh i also love introducing gideon back into the story um i think he's a great villain i want to see more of him um uh i love that they're tracking the razor crest and i also love that we've gotten the title of next episode which is the jedi revealed Dave Filoni is going to be directing and writing that and so uh I'm Phil is a Masoka fever uh and so it's ironic that the that the title reveal for the next episode made me more hyped than the entirety of the last episode so yeah uh let's get back to the show oh yeah we're recording this in between the posting of our episode with Jared uh from the Nerd Academy podcast and uh our interview with uh Devor from Large View of the Force. So that episode hasn't come oh, really? out yet, but we've recorded it, so we know what happens. We just know don't know how people have reacted to it yet. <laughs> so um disclaimer there. But let's get into this. Jacob, you want to introduce what we're doing in this episode? Uh yes. So this episode we are going to be talking about the music of Star Wars. Specifically we're we're today we're gonna to be talking about the uh Star Wars the the main the main trilogy movies. So the Eli movie. and I have the movie. Oh no, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah. My bad. Um, we're we're talking about all all eleven movies. Yeah. Movie movies. No, I, I don't think that include 
I don't think that includes the yeah that doesn't include the Clone Wars movie. I didn't think but I think I could have. I don't think Jacob I did either. So I should have used. I, I could have used that as a loophole because that actually has a lot of that has a lot of. Uh, it has some interesting really music, like. but I I said eleven when we were texting. So yeah. All right. I digress. I digress. So we've each assembled a list of our top seven pieces of music from the 11 Star Wars movies, and we're going to go through them and we're going to discuss them. Yeah, this is an episode that I've been wanting to do for a long time. So I'm, I'm pretty happy that it's uh, finally uh, coming to fruition. I'm hyped uh, too. You know, Jacob and I are both musicians. So we both play music. And so uh, it's we I love the music. Um, you know, uh, Jacob and I were talking about this before we were recording, but like, there are so many differing opinions in the Star Wars fandom, but one thing I feel like we can all agree on is that John Williams is a freaking genius, and the music of Star Wars, even if it's not memorable, is always really, really good. Yeah, I always, I, I think no matter what, um, no matter what I think of the movie, at least personally, I can always find something to, uh, to enjoy about a trilogy movie and John Williams's music. And I think the, the music in general, I think, is something that I really enjoy about Star Wars outside of a outside of John Williams, you know, Kevin Kiner uh, in, in Clone Wars and Rebels. And I'm, I'm not sure who did the music for the uh, the anthology movies. I can tell but you they're that. good too. Um, who was it? Rogue One is Michael Giacchino, who famously wrote the score in around six weeks. He only had six weeks to write the score of Rogue oh One. Oh my gosh, that's insane. Um, and Solo is John Powell. Um, yeah. Uh, so those are the five men. Admittedly, we probably need more diversity in our uh our composers but uh the five men who are currently in charge of all star wars music williams kevin kiner michael Chikino, john powell and uh ludwig gordonson for mando um, so talented <laughs> yeah um so let's let's get into this uh so um yeah how are we gonna do this so i i put i texted jacob i was like uh so i was gonna do seven but then I had an honorable mention that I couldn't not include, but it couldn't be on the main list. Do you have one? Yeah, I have an honorable mention too. Okay. I got I, I I saw that and I, and I thought, no way, I'm gonna need an honorable mention. This is gonna be easy. It was very. It was not easy. Difficult. I was telling Jacob before. My initial list consisted of around twenty or twenty-one different tracks. Mine wasn't that extensive, but it definitely uh, it, it's definitely really hard to choose. I I don't yeah. think. I didn't really realize it, but there's such there's so many pieces that I really, I really really like, and I consider some of my uh, favorite movie music. So okay, Jacob, you want to hey, start, you wanna this start off? with your? Oh, actually, I'll start it off. I'll start. This yeah, time. start it off. What's okay. your uh, What's your honorable mention? Honorable mention from Solo Star Wars Story, Savarine Standoff. That's the uh, the Cloud Rider music, right? It's the It's the I'll play it right now. You'll recognize it about. Five seconds, okay? Yeah, I recognized it. I think that's about all you need. Um, so yeah. yeah. Okay, so what I love about this is like it's so dramatic, but it's so it were it's not ever like cheesy. It's never oversteps its boundary it feels like yeah there was that moment it's the moment when they the camera circles around i love how ron howard does this this camera circles around and you see all the cloud riders it's a really interesting shot and it's also really 
Um, it's a really good musical accompaniment to it. Um, and, like, I think some of the best music in Star Wars is going to be a theme for mine, is music that you hear and you will instantly have the image of the scene it's from. And that's, like, example number one of music that you hear and you just, like, yeah, I remember where that's from. I, I like, I instantly think of the that scene. And, by the way, that's one of my favorite scenes from Solo. Um, uh, um, you see that ship over there? Over there is about 30 hired guns. I give the signal and you're surrounded. And then the ship flies off. And then Alden, Aaron, Alden Han and Reich has the best line ever. Um, yeah, He's such a bluffer. Just, you you just you do do your thing. <laughs> such a good such a good piece, and I highly encourage everyone to check it out. Um, Savarine Standoff um, is yeah. from the solo official soundtrack, not the new one that just came out, but the old one. Um, why wait? Wait, why is there a new one? Uh, John Powell released an uh a, an extended like cut of the solo soundtrack featuring new music from Solo. He did that oh, wow. two days ago. Um, it's nice. two two hours and three minutes of just music from the from the movie, which is pretty cool. That's um, pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, you know, one thing I like about that uh that song and and the solo soundtrack in general is it feels unique among it feels unique among Star Wars movie music, specifically movies that it kind of brings the sound and and a lot of the uh, more. A less less classic less less uh less orchestra more sort of different instruments um more unconventional sounds that we've heard a lot of in the clone wars and and in rebels to an extent and, and that it kind of brings that to to the uh to the movie theater so uh, that's one thing i really like about that uh that song in particular and the solo soundtrack in general yeah absolutely what's your honorable mention my honorable mention. This was really hard, um, and I'm sad, I'm really sad that I can't I can't put this further on my list. My honorable mention is the Grand Army of the Republic Suite. I think it, I think it was first in Attack of the Clones. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Pl can you play that for me? Uh, yeah, I'll play it. I'll find it and I'll play it for you. Listen. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That's um the Order sixty six theme. Yes, it is and also the um. It, and it's um I'm pretty sure it's also um I think it's I don't think it's Attack of the Clones. I think it's Revenge of the Sith. Oh really? Well, yeah, I'm pretty I'm, sure I'm pretty sure somewhere in that suite is something from uh yeah. something I, from Attack of the Clones. That was what I was referring see. to. But um, I really like it. I really like this theme because it's super uh. I don't know. I don't really have much to say about it. I just think it's really exciting. It, um, it, 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 it I love the feeling, um, the way they keep pushing it up. Like it's like, da, 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 and then it's da, 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 and then it's da, 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 da. I, yeah. I like the way they, they push it's, it up, kind of builds up a lot theme. of tension. It's a powerful theme. Like you, you and, just, you just hear again, it and you think that, of. It's the visceral image. I got the ship. I remember that place in Revenge of the Sith when the ship's approaching Kashyyyk. Yeah, I, I, I think of a bunch of clones marching when I hear it. I really, I, oh, yeah. yeah the, the, I'm just gonna say, the temple. It's the, yeah. the temple on nightfall. Yeah, it's a good, uh, it's it's a good one. It's a good it, one. I like it's it. An awesome. It's an awesome star. I I love that. Okay, let's get into the list. Let's get into the actual list. Number seven for me. You know, there's a wonderful experience you have in the movie theater, Jacob. Uh, this is part of. This is not just a, a soundtrack. This is part, in my opinion, of the Star Wars of 
uh, experience. You know what I mean? You know, you enter the movie theater. You know what I mean? You, 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 and then you see the 20th Century Fox logo if it's a movie made before the Disney purchase. Or you see the Disney logo. And then you see the lines a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And then you hear this. The Star Wars main title theme is my number seven. Um, it's technically from all the Star Wars movies, but my I took I took the one from New Hope. Um, and everyone knows this. This is the most iconic piece of Star Wars soundtrack that was ever written. You know what I mean? It it was like everyone knows this. It is, and for me, it is a part of the experience. You hear, you know, no matter the Star if it's a theatrical Star Wars movie. You know, they're going to make a 10, 11, and 12 someday, and I guarantee you it's going to open, even if John Williams is dead and gone by then, it's going to open with the Star Wars main intro. No matter who's writing it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. It is such an iconic piece of music. It is the best, it, it is like, it's the best representation of what Star Wars is. Um, I'm not going to lie, I'm shocked that it's so far down your list. But that just makes me it's even more curious that, to see what's this, uh, It's not that it's bad. Up. It's that other things are good. That's fair. Um, That's fair. Yeah. All uh, right. So, are we ready so, to go on to my number seven? I'd love to hear it, yeah. My number seven is the asteroid theme ah, from The Empire yes. Strikes Back. You know that what I'm was, talking about? That was on my original list. I had to cut it, so. Oh, nuts. I, I absolutely love that theme. Um... You know, uh, I think maybe I'm biased because I, I used to, I used to be, play a lot of the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Me and too. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, Eli and I, we, you know, you know, Eli, that that featured heavily in the uh, the ships. Oh yeah, absolutely. Section of the game. There and are I think so that... many. Actually, there are so many Star Wars pieces of music that I got from playing video games. Uh, Force Collection, Galaxy of Heroes. Force Collection played the same like two or three songs all the time. Uh, one of them was like the droid scene from Episode One, Phantom Menace. It's not on this list, but. I, I have it, I know that song by heart because of how many times I've listened to it in uh, Force Collection. But yeah. Uh, go ahead with Asteroid Belt. Yeah, I just I just really like it. Uh, it it's very exciting. I think it perfectly fits the... Uh, it's a re I think it's a very, very good fit for the scene at hand. And I, I think it's a very... It's very exciting. And I, I absolutely love... Um, I would absolutely love in any kind of first-person game to, to fly through an asteroid belt with that, even though I can't because I don't have a platform to play any of the good Star Wars games on right now. But uh, yeah, um, we're not going to talk about that. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I love the asteroid belt theme, mostly because I think the asteroid belt and the stuff between Hoth and Cloud City with Han and Leia is, with everyone, honestly, the stuff between Cloud and City, Hoth and Cloud City is probably my favorite part of the Empire Strikes Back. Um, and that iconic, like, it's very, like, what I love about Star Wars. It's, like, the whole, like, you know, before Star Wars, a lot of stuff like Star Trek had this idea of, like, a utopian future uh, or a dystopian future, like, either way. But, like, Star Wars is, like, not a dystopian, but it's, like, not a, it's not, like, everything's okay. It's, like, a, it's a lived-in universe. And that asteroid belt is like that whole idea of a lived-in universe. It's like, 
yeah, there's just a random asteroid belt lying around in this, like, this ship that's, like, not even equipped to do much is has to fly through it. Um, and the odds are $3,720. Never tell me the odds. But uh, Han still manages to do it. It's that feeling of excitement, that rush, sort of. Yeah, I know what you mean. It feel it feels like a yeah. It's an adrenaline rush, like yeah, watching it's, that scene, and it's, it's a nail biter. I love it. It, it it's really good. Asteroid belt theme is really really awesome. Uh, should we go uh on to uh number six? Yeah, what's your number six? Okay, let me set the scene right here. Um, it's one of my still one of my favorite scenes in Star Wars. Um, by far, uh, Luke and Obi Wan and uh are trying to get off of Tatooine. And, but first, they gotta find somebody to take them off Tatooine. And so they enter their local cantina. And they hear... A long time ago, this used to be my favorite piece of the soundtrack. It's so weird but it's so cool that's actually another thing i love about star wars is like you know again the visceral image of this you know where you are when you hear this you're in the cantina you know um jj abrams so wanted to do a good cantina thing that he got lin-manuel freaking miranda to get him to write another cantina song and it's good but it doesn't beat this uh like you know it's it's that feeling of where are we? What are we doing here? It's that I love the Cantina song. It's like, it's yeah, and it has a, like you know, it's it's one of the more it's one of the it's inspired by jazz, not so much classical music. So like I've tried playing that song, and it has some really interesting chord progression, uh, and like the it, it the song musically is as wacky as it sounds. Um. Yeah, that, that's my thing about. Um, I didn't even. Cantina. I didn't even realize that I could put that on my list, but I, it makes sense. And I now, I, now I wish I'd put that on my list. I absolutely, you know, I love the Cantina theme. It's iconic. It's a. It, it's just I don't know, that. You know what I mean? It feels like a meme. Um, I, I, I am not gonna. It I'm, also I'm has sure one of my favorite. The, I'm not sure I want to has... say the genre of music from which it comes, but uh, you know. Oh, I see what. No, uh, someone touché, was uh, touche. Very good, touche. Someone, someone was. I think someone may have been trolling when they came up with that, or maybe it was it's a one uh, letter off from jazz. Okay. Okay. One okay. letter. Just one letter. It's one little letter. How how bad? One can little it, vowel. How bad can it be? <laughs> yeah. So. Oh geez. Yeah. Um. So my number. It's time for my number six. Correct. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. My number six is. The man himself, Palpatine, and his theme song. I absolutely oh, love Palpatine's theme. I, I just, the first time I, uh, I, 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 I heard it when I was watching Return of the Jedi for the first time many years ago, that made such an impression on me, that theme. I really, it, it felt similar to, uh, similar to how I, how I feel about Solo. Up to that point, it felt like pretty much nothing I had really heard before in in Star Wars movie music, like the uh, the really dark, the, the dark um kind of progression and the uh, the, the the deep uh, 
the the deep somber voices it, it was just so it's and it, it is i don't know why i'm using past tense it is so ominous and i really like it i i, I think it's it's so scary and i really like that yeah I'd have to agree about the Emperor's theme. It's It didn't make my list. It was on the original list. Again, a lot of these songs that you'll probably mention were on my original list before I had to prune down. But it's such, like... I agree, it's nothing. It's like nothing we've ever seen in Star Wars up to that point because it's very, like, the Star Wars soundtrack, as with the Asteroid Belt, as with the Cantina theme before, it was always so adventurous and lighthearted. But this is dark. This is moody. This is... Like, it's so, it makes it, that, that, that song, that track is the Emperor. It's not just the Emperor's theme. It is the Emperor. Yeah, it, it, it I, I don't know. It, it's just so, um, it does such a good job of being, being scary and being ominous that I, yeah. I don't know. It just, just it just sticks with me as it's a good one point. of the very best. Okay, should I go for my number five? Let's hear it, yeah. Let's go for the complete and utter opposite of Palpatine's theme. That is Yoda's theme from The Empire Strikes Wow. It is such an iconic track. Um, there's some there's some good stuff, like, for example, like, you know, of course, again, I'm talking about visceral imagery. What does the song make you think of? For me, it makes me think of Yoda lifting the X-Wing out of the swamp. Um, because it plays while Yoda's lifting the X-Wing out of the swamp. A version of it. Um, and, uh, you know... Uh, it, I think it also plays, by the way, when Luke lifts the X-Wing out of the swamp in Rise of Skywalker, which is such an awesome nod that I totally love. Um, I think it actually also plays in, I think we were discussing this with McDowell, I'm pretty sure it also plays in Ambush too, um, which is such a Yoda-centric episode. Um, it, you know, Yoda's my favorite Star Wars character and always makes me really, really happy when the theme comes up because it's such a theme of, it, you know, it's that, like, size matters not. It, Yoda, I think we all underestimate a little bit, and this is probably my Yoda fanboyism speaking out, how much the Force and the Jedi, the idea of all of them was changed with Yoda and the Empire Strikes Back. It, yeah. We explore the Force in so many new ways, and we explored, I think, the Star Wars music in so many new ways with Yoda's theme. So that's my take on Yoda's theme and why. Absolutely. I, uh, I love Yoda's theme, too. Um... Yeah, not gonna say much more about that because it comes up for me later. So, okay, my number five. five. You know, this was a part of Star Wars that I'm not a huge fan of. You know, um, this aspect of Star Wars, which the music corresponds to. You know, it's yeah, many people would call it a dud. Some people would disagree, but I think the general consensus, cringe or badly acted. You know, what 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 do you think I'm talking about, Eli? I don't like sand. It's coarse. It's oh rough. It's irritating. You're You're it gets not. everywhere. Holy but there's one thing that saved Anakin and Padme's the, oh. bad romance. Oh, I see what you're going with. 
and that was Across the Stars by John Williams. Yeah. I really think, in all seriousness, though, this release. I think that if it weren't for just if it weren't for the a really good theme, if if it weren't for the really really amazing theme that John Williams put together for a for Anakin and Padme's romance, I really think it. I really think people would have received it worse, maybe maybe than they already did because it's already yeah. Because I think that that for all the for all the 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 uh iffy writing and the iffy acting i think that there is really something to be said for the way this music puts the uh it makes the mood just right and it really conveys what what i think a lot of times the acting and the right i think actually the writing what i think the writing and the rest of the movie does not and i think it really it really just gets to the essence of what their romance is and what it's supposed to be which is sort of this especially in the later um later on in the story kind of this this tortured thing like they they can't be together but they want to so bad and they're together and and they're trying to be together and they want to (laughs) sorry yeah sorry killing your vibe and then in uh and and then in the in the in the revenge of the sith you know it's ever everything's collapsing around them and and anakin's going to the dark side and they're just they're just trying to plan out a, a a new life and just try to maybe think of a, a day when they won't have to hide it just I, I don't know i think it just perfectly it perfectly captures the bittersweet feeling of their uh of of their relationship so i am a i'm a huge fan of it what i love so that's why it's my favorite about across the stars again i put it in i had to cut it um but what i love about across you cut across the stars yeah wow i i that was one that i that was one that i thought you were going to uh there are a bunch that more I surprises in, in here that you could have, that you probably swear I'm going to put in here that I'm not. Um, I bet, I bet. Uh, but anyway, what I, one thing I love about Across the Stars is the, its sense of scale. You know, the romance between Han and Leia in the original trilogy. And I'm only comparing it to Han and Leia and not like maybe romance in the, the sequel trilogy or anything else. Because that's, at the time of the prequels, that's the only thing we had to compare it to. Wasn't as, like, it was, it was a great romantic story. But one of the things that was special about Anakin and Padme, and again, I hate their romantic story, but you gotta acknowledge its epicness and scale. This was, like, the centerpiece of the trilogy in a way that Han and Leia wasn't. The entire trilogy was, the entire prequel trilogy was centered around around Anakin and Padme's love for each other and what Anakin would do for it. Um, And I love how Across the Stars captures it. It is this, you know... In the way that Han and Leia's romance is a little more subdued at first, but Anakin and Padme—they—they—they they, they aren't having it anymore. They're—they—they they are ready to fully admit that they are in love with each other, and and that Across the Stars epically captures that like scale. There is that like sense of like it literally even the name Across the yeah, Stars. Yeah, it's in it's in the title. It's like. I think in some ways it might be the opposite of the the romance that we saw between Han and Leia Absolutely. because Han and Leia are kind of Han and Leia are literally like when 
when they first kiss, I think they're literally cramped in this tiny, yeah. this tiny and, maintenance room. And the no Millennium one cares. And meanwhile, and no one cares yeah. that they love each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, meanwhile, Anakin and Padme are separated in so many ways. They can't be together because she's a senator and, and he's a Jedi. Yeah. They literally can't be together because he's off at war half the literally time. Across the, they're literally across the stars from one another. It's in the title. It's 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 really, I, I admire it. It's great. I love, love across the stars. Okay, I All guess right. we're getting to your... my number four, right? Oh, we're getting, we're getting up here now. We're okay. getting to the top half of the list. This is exciting. This is a fun one. I'm, I like this one. Um, you're going to be surprised it's so low, but like, um, we hop into the Phantom Menace and we are talking about, uh, uh, we're about to see uh, the um, all the people who are on this quest, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Padme, and uh, Padme, Anakin, Panaka, all those people are on their way to the throne room to try and get back control um of the of Naboo from Viceroy Nuke Gunray. Uh and uh but the doors open up and we see something and this and this theme, this very theme respond um is uh is why Padme responds, we'll take the long way. This is why. Oh Hell, hell, this song is so good, we named an episode of In a Galaxy after it. <laughs> like, literally, we named an episode of In a Galaxy, Kara Ratama, after this song. Duel of the Fates is one of the best Star Wars tracks of all time. It's it's such a great capture of the epicness of the duel. You know, you see, um, I don't know if you've seen it, I've discussed this in another episode, um, uh, the Duel of the Fates rant from Dave Filoni and the uh, Mandalorian behind-the-scenes thing. Have you seen the behind-the-scenes miniseries? Have you seen that rant that Dave Filoni goes on? Uh, I have not, okay. actually. Everyone, including Jacob, you should go um, to Disney+. Plus If you have Disney+, Plus. go to the behind-the-scenes thing, and, it, uh, and uh, it's about, I think it's about, like, the story and, like, interacting with Star Wars. And Dave Filoni goes on this 10-minute-long rant at the end, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and Deborah Chow and Rick Famuyiwa and um, John Favreau are all just si- and Taika Waititi are all just sitting there like, so this guy knows Star Wars. Um, he goes on a on, on a rant about why Duel of the Fates is so important and what George meant by Duel of Fates and it's it's so beautiful and and hearing Duel of the Fates knowing that in mind makes it all the more powerful. This is a battle for the fate of Anakin. Anakin will never be the same because of this lightsaber duel um, as a person. Because if, if Maul dies and Qui-Gon lives, um, Anakin will grow up a much better person. Anakin will grow up a much better man uh, than if Qui-Gon dies and Obi-Wan is forced to take him on as a Padawan. Uh, and also, it uses the course so well you can really feel the stakes of this. And, like, of course, the visceral image of... Uh, I'm coming back to this again. Who doesn't hear that and think of the lightsaber duel? Like, you know... That's... Yeah. That's all I have to say about duel. Honestly. I, um... Yeah, I, th- I think this is gonna surprise you, but I actually didn't have Duel of the Fates on my list. What? 
Nope. Oh my I, I God. think it's, I don't want to say it's overrated because I understand why people like it and I understand its significance. But personally, I just don't, I don't really. See, I would have thought like I would have bet as anything. Much as I like had, other pieces. I, I would have bet anything you would have had it higher. Um, I thought you were going to be so shocked you, by me having it so low, honestly. I guess it's your turn to be surprised now, but um, yeah, there you uh, yeah. There you go, I guess. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead with your number four. I'm interested to see if you don't have Duel of Fates up there. Okay. My number four is... This might, be, this might be a little low. I don't know. Um, go ahead. I mean, in your opinion, you know, it's the Imperial March. I'm just going to say it. Jacob? I, I, I can't really hype it up with a monologue because it's so, it's so awesome it's in iconic. my opinion. It's not on my list. What? Yeah, wow, okay, that, that... it's not on my list. Actually, that doesn't surprise me. I, it's a great, no, it's iconic, you, but, like, but like, there are so many other ones that make me feel so many other things that I can't put it on the list. It was on my initial like list, but like, you know. I feel like we're I feel like we're using the word iconic so much, but I, I can't think of anything else because it's so warranted for so many of these things. But what else What else can I say about the Imperial March? I'm just gonna say I like it. I like it a lot. I uh, it, it is um, it, it is a very visceral this song. It really uh, it, it really just captures the menacing feeling of the Empire and the the marching stormtroopers and Darth Vader walking with his. Yeah cape flowing and it just it just it's the theme of vader know, it's yeah. also the theme of the empire it's also the theme of the bad guys you know it's um, so many it i just think it's so menacing that i think it's it's uh yeah. i think it's one of the most uh it's one of the most used uh it's one of the most used uh star wars themes in pop culture i mean like for a reason. it's gotten to the point where if i just tap 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 to tap tap to tap you probably know what theme that is because it's so iconic yeah, um, there's not much to say about it, honestly. Yeah, I, I just really like it. I, um, I don't think I have to explain why, to I'll, be honest. I'll go on a weird musical tangent about this. There's a video I'll drop in the description. Um, I'm a music theory guy. I can I like music theory stuff. Um, there's a guy named David Bennett Piano, and he does a video about songs that only use minor chords. And aside from a brief E-flat major, every single chord in the Imperial March is minor. That's so wow. extremely rare, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, but he makes it work and he makes it work well. One of the other things I love about the Imperial March is that, you know, you got that main theme. Bum, 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 dun-dun, dun-dun-dun. But John Williams Absolutely. doesn't just say that. He just, he does it over, like, listen, watch the first 15 minutes of The Empire Strikes Back, listen to the music. He hits it with you over and over and over again. He wants to make 100% sure that you know. Oh, yeah. That the, that the bad guy's theme is dun 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 dun. He wants to make absolute sure, and he does. It he he it do, it happens over and over again, and it's gone to a point. You know, it's included in the prequels. It it's included, I think, in the sequels too. It's such yeah, it's such an iconic piece, and it it screams bad guys. It just screams bad guys. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't. I don't have much to say about it. I just. I just love it. it it's an. It's a great. It's a great piece. Um, number three comes from my favorite Star Wars movie for soundtrack. My favorite Star Wars soundtrack. I think this might surprise you, but my favorite Star Wars movie for soundtrack is Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. I'm not surprised. Uh, one thing that I really 
personally, one thing that one of my biggest takeaways from The Force Awakens was how many awesome themes and how much awesome music there was in there. The Force Awakens has an so incredible I'm not score, and I had to put something on there. And you know, you gotta do something. You gotta go with your. You gotta go with things you, you love. And so this is my. This is um. This is my favorite Star Wars soundtrack, and this is the theme from my favorite character in The Force Awakens. So, for those of you who don't know, that is Ray's theme from The Force Awakens. Oh my gosh. Um, I love it. Ray's I love theme, that theme is such a great, like, I I love it in so many ways. First of all, you know, I'm a huge fan of Ray. I love, sorry, Ray Skywalker. I have to say that every time. Uh, but uh, I love I love her character and I love her growth throughout the sequel trilogy. Um, it's, one of the things I love about this theme is it bears no resemblance to, to Luke or Anakin's theme at all. Rey is her own character, she's going on her own story, she has her own path. And it has this sense of wonder. It's it, there's that line, there's a you know, I think of the speeder going across the crashed star destroyer in seven. Um, but one of the other things I think of is Ray saying, you know, there's that line in the Force Wagons, I didn't know there was this much green in the entire galaxy. It's that sense of wonder that's behind it. It's it's the sense of you know, Rey doesn't know much about the galaxy around her, like Luke, like Anakin. And she has, but but unlike Luke, and unlike Anakin, I think, in this way, she has this sense of wonder. Like, um, you know, she's never seen the color green before in that manner until Takadana. That says a lot about her character, and it's really, like, I love this. It Again, it's the wonder involved in it. Um, it's great. Yeah, I, I completely agree. This is one that I, I regret not putting on my list. I think I, this was one of the ones where it was like, I love this so much, but it just doesn't fit on my list. I I think Ray's theme is amazing. Those I think that's my favorite music from The Force Awakens. Favorite music from the sequels. It's mine too. Period. Probably, honestly. Um, it just, it, it gives such a distinct, a, a, such a distinct feeling and vibe and you just know what it's you just know what it's trying to communicate about ray and about her about the way she's living her life i don't know quite how to explain what i'm trying to mean i probably i probably sound like a bit of a nut but uh you know i don't know it's I just really good before. i love the i love the bells i love yeah. the way it's i love i love the um i love the kind of mellow feeling of the uh the bells and the slowly building crescendo um yeah it I also I love, like it a lot. Also. I, I also actually love there. This is another thing. This is another thing. Um, you know, the Force Awakens. Once you got into that movie, you knew how it was like gonna go in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, A New Hope was such a new adventure, uh, and towards the end, you probably knew how it was gonna go. But like, you know, Luke, Luke stares. It like Luke has that sense of wonder, but but he doesn't know where he's going. But like, we know by the time because of. How similar the stories of the Force Awakens and New Hope are, and this is not a criticism of that, but like it's that sense of you know greatness is out there for Rey, you know she's gonna be a hero. Um, yeah. Yeah, as much as I, 
as much as I disagree with like the story choices for, I totally agree that it, it really, um, it, it really kind of communicates that as about as well as music can, I think in uh, in Ray's theme. So I, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead with your number three. Ray's theme. I feel, I feel like I could gush about it for a long time, I but got to move These on. These top three are just so, like so good. I mean, all of them are so number, good, but like the top three are like, especially like really good. Number three. I have Yoda's theme for number three. Hey. I feel, um, in a way, this might be strange. That I'm not putting it as my number one since I'm saying this, but I think, I think Yoda's theme is, uh, the one I feel the most personally connected to of all the, of the Star Wars movie songs or movie scores that I've talked about. Um, and I think that is because, uh, I don't know as many people who share a, 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 a very, um, who share like quite the same love for that theme as I do, but I just think it it just makes me happy to listen to. Um, it, it 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 really feels truly joyful and very benevolent. Like 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 it really really it really uh like when Yoda says uh luminous beings are we? You hear this and you're like, oh yeah, luminous beings like that 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 makes it's sense. It's a luminous song. Yeah, I just love it. I love the um, and I love the alternation between the really kind of um, not somber, but a little bit more serious side of it, like the da 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 da, and then you get the kind of the the playful uh parts like the yeah yeah. So I I love the alternation. That's the cranky Muppet Yoda. My yes, I love the alternation between the two. Yeah 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't have much to say because I already said all I have to say about Yoda's theme, so let's just go on to number two. I'm going to play this next one for you, and I don't even need to set the scene because you know exactly what this is. You were the chosen one! It was that that you destroyed oh. the Sith, not join them! Which was this Bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. You are my <laughs> brother, Anakin. I loved you. <laughs> this is called the immolation scene. Oh, it's not the battle of the heroes. No, is it, it comes after it that. It comes after that. Um, it is the. It is like so good. It's so rich with emotion, and every time I hear it, I can just always hear, "You are my brother, Anakin." I hate you! It's yeah. such a good representation of everything that Anakin and, frankly, Obi-Wan at that moment is losing. Anakin is literally, like, losing his humanity. He's more machine now than man. Twisted and evil. Or he will be soon, yeah. Yeah, that's something Obi-Wan says in uh, New Hope about Vader. And we see, literally hear him, the, the scenario that, that, that forces him to become more machine than man. He's being twisted by the dark side but but it's obi-wan's loss of a brother you are my brother anakin uh you know it's oh, i love it so much number two so good yeah i actually uh that didn't that one it wasn't even on my radar but yeah i think it's I, I don't quite like it as much but you know i think it's uh i think it's pretty good yeah i i it's it's just like yeah again visceral imagery as i was I, I, i've said that like six times this episode but like you know, I can see Anakin burning up on the lava when that happens. It's it's such a good it's yeah. such a good track. Uh, Jacob, number two. 
All right, my number two, we're getting into the, uh, getting into the, the top echelons here. My number two is the main Star Wars theme. Interesting that you had it so high. Yeah, I absolutely, uh, I think, um, you know, not only is it, it I, I think talking about how it's iconic it, it is redundant, I think, because it is, I'm going to hold the my comments theme. on this one because I said all I had to say at the beginning. So go ahead, Jake, but, go. Uh, thank you. But I will say that I really think it, the feeling that it delivers is really, to me, one of the most emblematic of Star Wars. And and I think, uh, of course, it should be as the theme, but beyond that, you know, um, I don't know. I just, I just think it's really exciting to listen to. And I really like, I like listening to it. I just think it's really, it's really good. And, and not only, not only because of the theme, but just because of the fact that it exists basically, um, kind of, uh, or, or the, the fact that it exists the way it does makes it really good. And, um, yeah, I, I just, I just love it. I think it's, uh, I think it's one of the best. It's a, it's a representation of what star Wars is at heart. That's all I'm gonna yeah, say about it. totally. Okay. In, in feeling. My number one. You're not gonna recognize this at first. It's a track from A New Hope called "The Princess Appears." Um, the st the stuff I wanna well, so let's all guide you through the track right now. Um, so we get some we get some Leia stuff at the beginning. I know where this is going. And then we get. We get Luke's version oh, of the Star me. Wars theme. And then we get probably the most important part of this track. I love this so much. Okay. I, I gotta interject here one sec. Yeah. Tell me we did not pick the same number one. Binary Sunset. Binary Suns. Oh Man, my wow. God. Great minds think alike. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm. A, this was always going to be my number one. I gotta tell you, this was always going to be my number one. No matter what fell below it, this was already going to be my number one. There was only one track from Star Wars that I could hear, and I get actual physical reactions to it. And that's binary sons. It, 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 like, I get like warm feelings in my heart. I, I, I might even cry if I hear it at a certain point. It's wow. like, it's such like, because. Because at a certain point, we are all Luke in that scenario. We're all staring out towards the sun, looking at, like, the great adventure that's about to happen to us. It's it's so good because it's so relatable. It's not that you... It's, you know, the visual image thing. This is an emotional image. You don't just see Luke. You know Luke. Because at, cer at some point... At, at some certain point in your life, you and, and I and everyone are all Luke it's hmm, it is interesting it is it's i think the reason i love it so much is because it is so intrinsically relatable um you think the feeling that it delivers yeah um, kind of like the uh, like one the of the things i love about it this is darkness. a subtle change okay so um did you know so this is featured of course uh most famously in a new hope but it's also featured uh, it, it's also featured in Return of the Jedi, um, like the, the original version, not just like other versions, 
Like, the throne room theme is a variation of it, but I'm not counting that. It appears in, uh, in 6. It all, at the end of 6, when Luke's varying Vader. It also, it, when he's lighting the funeral pyre. It also appears at the end of 3, uh, with Owen and Beru also standing, staring out at the binary suns. It also, also appears at the end of episodes 7 and 9. J.J. loves ending his Star Wars movies with this. But here's the thing about episode nine as, as 7 and 9 as opposed to 4, 6, and 3. There's a court change. Uh, uh, John Williams for the new era decides that the C chord here, the C chord yeah. is overrated, so he ditches it, and he inc- and he, and, he, and he does it he um and he replaces it with an A flat chord. Um, really? Which is, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'll play it for you so you can hear the difference. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. One, two, three, four. That's the C. Is that the C or That's the A flat? The That's the C. Okay. And then, so w- w- when does he when does he replace the C with the A flat? Or am I misunderstanding what's going on? Uh, the, in the he does he does the C for episodes four, six, and three, and then when he comes back four, six, and three are is a uh, and other places six. probably too. I'm just probably forgetting yeah. them for, for the original and prequel trilogies. Um, then at the end of Force Awakens, and this is also true at the end of uh, Last Jedi, uh, not Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. Um, at the end of the Jedi Steps thing, are you ready? Here we go. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow. So it's actually a different chord there. Um, wow, yeah, it, it's very, I feel like it, uh, I feel like it, it, it um, I, I think it's different, or the way I saw it was different, was that, or the way I interpreted it, like, you're, I'm, I'm much, I'm, you're much more literate in terms of music theory than I am. I know next to nothing, but uh, it seemed like that was more sort of raising, more sort of creating tension, so then you have the big payoff when it goes there. My, what did you, how did you interpret yeah, it? My interpretation of it, and again, this is just my idea, is familiarity. The um, four, six, and three, there's a very what's going to happen next to it. Yeah. But seven, you get to the point of seven, and you know Luke. You know, raise raise the lightsaber out to Luke. She's never met him, but you, but you have. You've watched the original trilogy. You've watched the prequel trilogy. You know him. So... I feel like the A flat chord there represents a little bit more familiarity. And again, with nine, you've seen this ending before. Ray and uh, BB-8 are staring out the time binary suns. Gee, where have we seen this before? You know, in, in episode four and episode three. It's it's a yeah. sense of, it's, it's a John Williams basically saying, I know you know. That's just my yeah. interpretation of it. Interesting, yeah. But you know, I think... One more thing I want to say about this. Yeah, go on. I think the I reason it's my on. favorite is it. Uh, to me, this is the pu- in mu- in music form. This is the purest embodiment of Star Wars and the feeling that Star Wars imparts, in my opinion, and agree. and in my in my experience. I just think that the the fact that it feels like this, like it, it's like it starts with um. And the way it incorporates Leia's theme too, I just love how, what, how that makes you think about like 
family and you know and and i just i just love the um the feeling it gives you of like just someone having the of just like how important it is to have the audacity to to dream and, and to be hopeful and to fight for change no matter no matter how dark the situation may may be and no matter how the odds may be against you just trying to uh tr trying to um maintain hope is so important and you know like Leia, uh, or a uh, Leia Jin but who is I, I can't remember who says it but uh, you know rebellions are built on it's hope Jin. and you're right it was you have spark of rebellion and yeah it more than any Star yeah. Wars s s soundtrack for me it carries gravitas it carries weight you yeah. feel it it's so good and I'm very I'm honestly kind of surprised but I'm actually quite delighted that both of us put it at number one um, yeah, yeah, it's it, and actually that's why I also love it so much is because it appears so much out without around Star Wars. You know, it appears at four and six and three and seven and nine, uh, in other places too. I'm probably forgetting right now. You can almost say it's like poetry. You know, it rhymes. Yeah, <laughs> I had to put that in there. Um, yeah. So those are our picks for our favorite Star Wars uh, song soundtrack. Please email us. Uh, Reply to us on Twitter. What are yours? We want to hear what stuff we missed because we missed stuff. I'm sure um, uh, that that are great Star Wars soundtracks. And now we're getting to everyone's favorite part of the episode. Um, let's do this. <clears throat> One yes, the, Here we go. The, the segment where we do a little something different. And guess what? This week we have maybe my favorite. Uh, one quarter portion segment, six degrees of Star Wars. Um, I'm going to flash this up here. This shouldn't need to be said, but it it kind of is. Mine will have spoilers for chapter uh, 11 of The Mandalorian, The Heiress, probably. So if you haven't, for some right. reason, seen The Heiress by now, you might want to skip this part. Yeah. So, uh, you, you want to go first? You, I went first for All the right. score stuff, so... Six degrees of Star Wars, here we go. Eli, I would like for you to connect Sleezbagano and Wooher. Oh, you the, brought uh, back Sleezbagano. Uh, I brought back Sleezbagano. Oh, I can connect it in three steps. Really? Wow, okay. Wooher, Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Sleezbagano. Oh, nice. I didn't think of that. I was thinking of... The way I was thinking was way more roundabout, but nice. Yeah. All right, what you got for me? So... Please connect for me the client from the Mandalorian and mm -hmm. Saw Gerrera. In other words, I would like to see the connections. You would like to see the connections. Okay. Okay. Oh, I, I can do this. I can do this. Okay. The client met the Mandalorian, obviously. Um, and then the Mandalorian has now met a this is spoilers by the way but like spoiler alert yeah the mandalorian has met a bo-katan cries and bo-katan has met ahsoka tano who has who uh who has met saw Gerrera. there we go um go ahead with your next one all right it's a little different how about you connect for me as Morgan and Cal Kestis. Oh, I was actually thinking of doing the Fallen Order one, but I didn't know if you were gonna. Okay, um, I'm gonna do this another way too. Cal Kestis met guess who? Saw Gerrera. 
Wow. <laughs> um, in the Kashyyyk level of Jedi Honor. Uh, Saw Gerrera met Kanan Jarrus, who met as Morgan, I'm pretty sure. When did Wait, when did Saw Gerrera meet? Oh, yeah. Ghosts wait. of Genosis. Did you ever see him in person? Kanan? Oh, no, he did. Yeah. Oh, he yeah, Kanan was under there. on Geonosis with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember now. I remember now. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. Enough. Very, that's Here very we clever. go. I'd like you to connect Ryder Azadi and the person who may be... He's not a person. Who may be my least favorite Star Wars character of all time. His name is Morley. I don't know if you know Morley. Morley? But I hate I don't him. Know if I know Morley. You hate Morley. I hate him. Okay, can you... Maybe could you tell me a little bit about Morley? Morley is is a snake. He's basically a talking snake. Oh, is he? The, he's the talking snake from a uh, from when um from when Savage Press is yeah. trying to rescue. He's a talking snake. <laughs> that part made me laugh so hard. I, I can't believe they actually put so that in. Much. It's gonna be really terrible when we watch that arc because I hate him so much. Why do you hate him? Is it like I, I, do you I hate him a... like you hate the t- do you hate him like you hate the talking mountain in Legends? No, I hate him like I hate the brain worms. I think I have a thing against slithering things. Oh yeah, I see. So it's like a phobia. I see. I don't. I wouldn't go as strongly, but it just. Uh... It just gives you the willies. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. That happened to me in the spider. The spiders. I, I was not a fan of those. <laughs> oh my god! Not gonna lie. Must have been a trip then. Oh my god. Yeah, it was. It was certainly something. Anyway, so Morley and Ryder Azadi. Morley and Ryder Azadi. Oh gosh. Okay. So Morley. I think the only thing I can connect Morley to pretty much is Savajo Press. Yeah. And Savage Press, I've got a writer as I, okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I just thought of it. Savage Press met, um, Savage Press got his arm cut off by, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So thank you for that, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi met, uh, Ezra Bridger, who knows writer as That is going to be it for this episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy. Of course, um, make sure to, uh, you can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at In a Galaxy Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at OchiFan327. Make sure to follow <laughs> us um, uh, if you if you're the platform you're listening on uh, can follow. Please do that if you can leave a rating and a review. It really helps. Please do that. Um, email us SWInAGalaxy at gmail.com. Uh, let's talk about next week. Next week, we are doing um, more of the Clone Wars with our guest, Nessa. We're so excited for them to join us. Uh, uh, we're doing Rookies, Downfall of a Droid, and Duel of the Droids. Um, so it should be a pretty fun time. Uh, I guess we'll just end this with uh, May the Force Be With You, always. <laughs>